Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. I can't believe we're doing this. We're back. Again. Did you miss us in the last 24 hours? Two days, one week. How were the three meals you've eaten since the last time you heard us <laughs> talk about this fucking franchise? What did you have? Cereal or yogurt for breakfast? Mm, that sounds good. Lunch, maybe uh, did you go somewhere exotic or did you just take the hot pocket route? And then dinner, I hope you got your protein and your carbs and a good veggie in there. I, and I hope it was drizzled with a delicious sauce because that was the only meals you've eaten. And since maybe you breakfast, talk. maybe breakfast if they get up early. It's just unbelievable. Uh, this is not a habit we plan on keeping. It's absolute. It's not a habit we could survive sustaining. We <laughs> Although just, we did just find out that Bachelor in Paradise will be two nights a week. Yeah, it's true. But we will be doing one show. Yeah, don't get ahead of yourselves, folks. We saw a lot of people say like a lot of podcasts coming. No, no, dog. <laughs> no, we couldn't. We absolutely couldn't. It's going to be hard enough just watching the fucking thing. Four hours of my week. Are you kidding me, Abisa? I'd say Griffin and I. We've been married two years. We're still kind of newlyweds. We don't want to spend, oh, how many hours would that be? So four hours watching, potentially. Take the 525,600 minutes. (laughs) Two more hours podcasting. you would divide that by like six, and that's the amount of time we've spent watching this franchise. Well, no, I'm saying that if we did two podcasts a week, we'd be spending approximately six hours with the Bachelor franchise. I just got chills. It's it's too much. It's far too much. Although this week, we did three hours yesterday, two hours today. That's a fiver. And then two hours of recording. That's seven hours. Thank you. Thank you, ABC. Thank you, Chris Harrison. (laughs) Thank you, Elon Musk. That's not your name, but fuck. This is just... It's... It's untenable, it's unconscionable, it's unsustainable. We just watched the pr- debut season premiere episode of Bachelor in Paradise Season 3. Break down what BIP is, my love, because this is our first season of doing a thing about it. And now it's time for a breakdown. Never gonna get it, never gonna, gonna get, get it. There, did they harmonize? <laughs> now I've, I can, you have really shown my hand here. It's very hard to harmonize. Thank you. Yeah. Let's stop the podcast. This is all I wanted. Okay, thanks for listening to (laughs) Rachel and Griffin Deconstruct Music Composition Theory. Rachel proves a point. Mm -hmm. Episode 31. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, okay, because Rachel (laughs) is not going to do it, is a show where past contestants on... Oh, it's too late. Bachelor and Bachelorette all get together in a a beautiful place in Puerto Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta? That's right. Puerto Vallarta. Well, Vincent says that, but I'm not sure that's actually where they were. It's somewhere beautiful in Mexico. Yes. It's like on the, on near, you know, where all the nice beach stuff is, like near Chichen Itza and all that, all that jazz. Uh, Playa del Carmen. We've been there a couple times. We have. Y'all, it's cheap as hell to go to on vacation in Mexico. I don't know if you know this, but... Yeah, they got really, really high-quality resorts, uh, cheap flights. And, but, I mean, yeah, the uh, resorts aside, like, the flights are cheap as hell. Get down there. Go on an adventure. Do some exploring. Anyway, um, this season features mostly folks from the last two seasons of the show, which is smart, because I feel like... This year has seen a lot of growth for this brand, a lot of new people. So you don't want to pull from like old, old, old seasons. And I feel like they did that in the last Bachelor in Paradise. Like half the people on the last Bachelor in Paradise, I did not know. 
You got to describe the show, though. How does it work? Uh, every week, uh, either the men or the women are in control. And at the end of the episode, at the end of the two-hour episode, the whoever's in control gives one, what each person gives a rose to somebody on the other team. And the people who don't get roses go home, and then it switches. Every week, two new people for the party that is not in control comes in so that there's competition there. There's always an odd number. There's always a, a – yeah, there's always a, a different number of, of people uh, based on the, based on the, the genders. Um, and so, yeah, there's no money at the end. There's no stakes, really, except for some It's reason, just a free vacation. We used to say that more marriages had come out of it until sort of the dissolution of... Um, Marcus and Lacey. Marcus and Lacey, who got married in Mexico and apparently didn't do the f- paperwork here in America. Yeah, late, there's a big scandal about how they did a whole wedding on Bachelor in Paradise, and then Lacey split... And they never made their marriage legal in the States. And now the Bachelor franchise acts as if they never existed yeah. and only talks about Jaden Tanner. Jaden Tanner, a beautiful love story, though, almost as beautiful as Jaden Carly. Um, God, <laughs> I'm so glad we get to talk about Carly on this podcast. She's so important We're to me. We're big Carly fans. But let's get into the mix right. with what happened on this episode of Bachelor in Paradise. I think there's a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. So I know that we have a lot of Rose Buddies fans that have not been with the franchise until this past season with JoJo. So uh, a lot of these people may look unfamiliar to you. I recognized every single one, with maybe the exception of Izzy, who... Who whole, was on Ben's season. Her whole point is that she's unrecognizable. She was gone She was gone first episode, right? Yeah, she got eliminated episode one. She seemed nice, though. Yeah. Uh, so first, um, we get introduced to a handful of people through little packages that have been made to remind us who they were. And these packages are so full of, like, winky yeah. jokes to the franchise's past. Like, it's... And by franchise's past, I mean things that have happened earlier this... In the last seven months of this Gregorian year, because <laughs> yeah. Ben's season started in, like, January, right? Yes. Yeah, January. January. Um, uh, oh, also... We should mention, even though neither of us watched it, the little opener they do. Yeah, we were coming in hot uh, into watching this episode. I, um, I arrived home a few minutes late. We'll Griffin have some, some thoughts on it. It's, was making dinner. It's some good, good love boat shit. But yeah, they, they set up a really nice tone for the show. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Let's, right, let's get so into anyway, who's, we see, who's present. We see the twins. We see Emily and Haley. Hi, Emily. Hi, Haley. Um... They make it a point in this package to talk about their differences and how they're not exactly the same. I have a different nose, one of them says. Yeah. I have different eyes, one of them says. <laughs> I don't know why people think we... No, you're, you're very... You are very similar. I'm get, ABC's whole thing about, like, which one is she? It doesn't matter, is kind of um, grotesque. And we should maybe mention a, regarding the twins, in case we forget to talk about it later. Yeah, let's do in it. In this show, they are a package deal, which only happened once with Ashley I in the and last season of Bachelor in Paradise. And her sister, they were a package deal. Um, yeah, they those poor women. Those poor, poor women. So if you, let's say, you pick Emily and you want to keep Emily... Um, then automatically Haley gets to stay too. What if somebody else wants to pick Haley though? Like, is it so unbelievable that two men would find love with each of them? Yeah, it gives and them then an do they interesting. Just waste, do they waste their rose that week because they could keep another woman safe? Like, it what? gives it gives them an interesting strategy uh, as a pair because then really only one of them has to be secure each week. But uh, at some point, like they did with. 
um, Ashley I and her sister, I imagine they'll they'll stop making that rule. I I liked the twins all right in Ben's season. I thought like the treatment of having twins on was again kind of strange although i will say in this episode they were some of the more lucid people well remember when one of the sisters really went after one of the women on ben's season she went after oh the not claire the the mouth one shit olivia thank you i'm sorry i called her the mouth one everybody i know that's not great um and yeah, so we know that they're capable of some some kind of nasty nasty stuff. That wasn't nasty. They were trying to like you know champ be, be champions and fight off the the big bad of the season. Well, but, but yeah, they um, were kind of gross when they did it. Who else was anyway, there? Uh, Nick. Hi, Nick. Who we know from Andy's season and from Caitlin's season. Can I say something? Yeah, this fucking dude's getting handsomer. You know, he knows at, what works for him. I looked at him and I thought, like, I didn't think this before. Mm-hmm. But before I was kind of mystified by how he was runner-up twice. Yeah. Um, he made it very far in the show two times. I was like, he seems all right. He's very quiet and he has a he lot of bad good. accessories. He, he looks, looks great. In a summertime outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his first time in paradise. And weirdly enough, again, one of the more lucid, It maybe yeah. even like, he, he kind of was fulfilling the role of audience surrogate, which he you was, know I love he that. He was kind of like male Carly. Kind of like male Carly. Carly, I love you so much. You're my angel. <laughs> uh, we meet Jubilee from Ben's season. We don't meet Jubilee. We are reunited well. and it feels so good. <laughs> um, I was really excited when she came on. Everyone called her Jubes. I didn't know if that was just a few people, but it seems like everybody does. She's so delightful. Yeah. Um, uh, and so she says she wants to, you know, she wants to relax and, and learn to be more fun and try not to get in her own way. I don't think she has... A, a sour face i i feel like people were no. trying to start drama with her and she was just very real and people weren't down for that in ben's season yeah no that's i mean that's for sure it uh evan um he gets his own little package he shows <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional sure it wasn't babe <laughs> Uh, he shows us the ripped shirt, and then we get to see him shirt shopping for a similar shirt. It's just like, if that's the dude's whole storyline, <laughs> is that really the robust character? You I wanna... hope he works it into like all of his conversations. I mean, they only brought him back to deal with Rod, clearly, right? I mean, well, that's a little cynical. He has things to offer. Yeah, sure. He tells us, the viewer, that he has his, quote, mojo back. I think that's actually true, because uh, he was much more entertaining yeah. in this episode of television than he ever was in Bachelor. Um, we get to see Rod. Rod has what I called a threat montage, in which we see all his lowlights. All his wonderful threats. And then they try and build him up again by showing his adorable dog, Pumpkin, that is a Maltese-Yorkie combo. It's kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what happened at the after the final rows of yeah. this is the new rod this is the new hey this is my chance guys rod. you should know that i am also interested in marriage and and love um i'm uh i'm instituting a new we'll call it a penalty for the show uh we talked about this while we watching the episode and we think it's a good idea yeah it is good where anytime we say rod's real name accidentally um, there's a, a domestic violence shelter here in Austin called Safe Place. Yes. And um, I, I, I think we donate like 20 bucks uh, to them every time we say Rod's real name. Yes. Okay. Because it, it, it could get bad real quick. I'm stone cold sober right now. I have not had a Bev. 
if I was as tipsy turvy as I was last night, yeah. I think the bill is going to be quite big. And and it may be me because in my notes I do not refer to him as Rod, so I may okay. accidentally read his real name out loud. Um, uh, we anyway, get to see Lace. Yeah, hi Lace. Lace is from Ben's season. Um, we may remember her because she drank a lot and. Uh, kept saying, "Am I crazy? I'm not crazy. I don't mean to seem crazy." Kind um, of not a kind of a harmful depiction. I thought in that season, like looking back, I don't know why I remember it this way, but I remember thinking she was weirdly kind of sweet and just a very very big weirdo. And they tried to cast her as a villain, and it was not a yeah, look that no, fit her she, at all. She was kind of a front runner. Uh, in the beginning, Ben yeah. seemed into it, but uh, and then she said maybe a few unfortunate things about the other women, but ultimately she sabotaged herself by being way too drunk. Yeah, and she appeared in that the weird after show, not the after the final rose, but like the talk show that they did. Um, yeah, uh, after each episode, which is gone now. Um, and she talked about how like she's getting it together and cutting back on the drinking and you know really finding herself. And then she they seemed just... really self aware and seemed to be telling us the viewer, "Hey, I watched it too, and, it was and I know it was a yeah. mess." Yeah. But uh, this opening montage was her like pouring out her wine and doing yoga for a second, and then saying "fuck this," and then getting the wine back out and starting to drink it. So it's like. <laughs> That's not I. That's not ideal. Yeah, I mean, I think that she wants to have a sense of humor about herself, but she's not exactly a funny person, so it's difficult. Yes, but I mean, outside of that, I think there was a moment in that after show of genuine kind of um, em- embarrassment and regret, and not that I'm not no tea, no shade. I'm not judging a person for for drinking or whatever. Um, and I don't even think that was the big problem. I think the big problem is that she's just kind of an awkward person yeah. that is like cast into this weird, like bad, bad girl role that is not fitting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, it comes out again in Bachelor in Paradise and it's, uh, a bit uncomfy. Uh, Daniel gets his own intro. Um, Daniel will learn, and we learn this, I would say in JoJo season, but he is a master of the simile and metaphor. Uh, and so even in his package, he says um, that he's back uh, and that you can't keep him away like herpes um, and that he has high standards and, it, you know, that that if he were to lower his standards, it would be like an eagle settling for a pigeon. And that's just the and beginning. And he said, what's better than an eagle? I guess a pterodactyl. And yeah. <laughs> that was actually maybe the only simile that really stuck. I guess that wasn't a simile as much as it was a an illusion. I don't know. You're the one with the 10 English degrees. <laughs> and then we meet Amanda, uh, who is also from Ben's season. She's the mom who had the two adorable daughters. She came ben, in fourth, right? Like they ben made it to hometowns pick. and yeah. Ben met the kids and Ben said, Eliminated oh, her at hometowns. Nope. Yeah. Um, she's very sweet. I'm I'm glad she's back on the show. Um, and then it is time for Chris to welcome, uh, us, the viewer and the contestants to Bachelor in Paradise. Hi, dad. (laughs) It's good to see you like show, show up, my man. He, uh, 
I mean, it's kind of a trade-off in that sometimes he welcomes them and we get to see that welcome, and sometimes people just come down the steps. But yeah. it's just kind of a one-by-one Sometimes situation. they do a fucking a parody of Jurassic Park um, for 10 minutes. The one thing I noticed is that uh, when he was welcoming the contestants, there were very, very loud birds in the background. Yeah, a lot of wildlife this time of year mm-hmm. down there. And by this time of year, I mean, I don't know, May? I don't know when they were doing this. Yeah, the only, uh, we were trying to get a sense of the timeline. It had to be it had to be early summer, right? The earliest way or the easiest way to get sense of the timeline was how much the contestants knew about Rod because they would start to reference Rod activities and then I would be able to think, okay, well, it must have been at least this far because they just talked about They the- all seemed delighted by Rod and that made me think cuz we were delighted by Rod the yeah. first maybe like 3 or 4 episodes and there was a point in the season where we were decidedly not delighted by Rod I anymore I think I don't know that they ever by the time Bip started I don't know that they had gotten out of the house because yeah. they kept referencing the Hitler Mussolini convo Yeah and that was when they were still in the house it was definitely this. This TV show is coming in fucking hot. I know that much. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if during the men tell all, which is where like the guys first start to like talk about the 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 show, um, and uh, like kind of winky. Like <laughs> I would not be surprised if by the time when men tell all happened, that was like a week after Bachelor in Paradise wrapped. I think mm-hmm. I think this thing's coming in real, real hot from yeah. a production standpoint. Like a month since they wrapped shooting. Uh, so so Amanda comes out first, and then Nick, uh, then Jubilee. Um, Jubilee is kind of saving herself. She says for a contestant, yeah. but it does not say who. At this point, she doesn't say who it is. Yeah, uh, and then they're all talking, and they're already starting to talk about Rod. And then uh, Evan starts to come down the stairs, and Jubilee says, quote, it's the penis guy. (laughs) (laughs) The penis guy. Jubes, you made me so happy. And like in a behind-the-scenes thing, she's like, I've always called him the penis guy when I was watching the show with my friends, and now I'm going to have to break that habit and begin to call him Evan. Jubes, you're so wonderful. And then they all comment, oh, he looks so much better in person. Like, both her and Amanda are like, oh, you know what? Seeing him in person... It is striking <laughs> how great the women are on this show and how, like, shitty so many of the dudes are. I'm not just now figuring this out, but th- I feel like this this first episode of this new season mm-hmm. was when it was the most striking. And they're not all bad. Like, I Can I like- tell you that that's why I never did online dating? Because I was pretty sure. Oh, no, that's the internet. No, definitely. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's just, it's just... It's just horrible, man. I think a lot of it, too, is how contestants manage alcohol, which you will see, especially in BIP, is that there's nothing going on. They have a bartender. So kind of unlike the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, where I think they're kind of mixing their own drinks, Mm -hmm. they have um, Jorge. Jorge, yeah. Who mixes the drinks and and offers a a friendly ear. Jorge is kind of the puppet master of the whole thing, huh? Because everything that happened on today's episode could easily be laid at Jorge's feet. And I'm not saying that to, like, divert blame from the people who should take it the should, blame yeah, for this. Yeah, but people should have been cut off. People should have been cut off by Jorge, and he knows this. No, I take that back. Jorge is a flawless angel, just I know, like he's Carly. wonderful. He's wonderful, and everybody who fucked up, fucked up of their own volition because they're shit birds. Uh, Vinny shows Vinny, up. Vinny! DJ and, Vincent. And, and I think Vinny's going to be a real bright star. 
in Bachelor in Paradise. He seems it, like a good guy. Is it DJ Vinsanity or Vin, DJ Vinsane? DJ Vinsane. If it's, you Google uh, DJ Vinsane, you will discover just a treasure trove of of wonderful things about him. I'm going to get some samples of DJ Vinsane's ready to go up, okay. like to sort of punctuate like our good, good jokes. Okay. Uh, next, Carly uh, comes up to Chris Harrison and says, Hey, stranger. Um, and Carly references quote, the worst thing in the world that happened last time. She was on Bachelor in Paradise last year. Her and Kirk had a kind of a surprise breakup, and that Kirk ended it, totally blindsided her. Y'all, it was horrible. And then she wrote a song called Blindsided. Um, she has always been so great. Like I have, I have really liked watching Carly, because she's, she's the ultimate audience surrogate. She's yeah. like, she, she, she is so incisive. Gives um, real good commentary. She's so good and and really sweet and really really funny. Um, her brother was Zach W, so it's like insane that these two siblings. It was DJ Vincent that these two siblings were both on the show <laughs> at a certain point. Well, yeah, Zach Zach was a contestant maybe on Emily's season. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, she was on she was on the last season of Bachelor in Paradise. Met this dude. They dated the whole season. The whole season. And we're so tight. And then the last episode, the dude just like pulled the rug out from under her. And it was it was genuinely hard to watch because Carly is extremely likable. And I will say that when Nick showed up and Nick had been on two seasons, Chris said, hey, maybe third time's a charm. And then Carly showed up and Chris was like, hey, maybe second time's a charm. And I was like, well, Chris, you can't. <laughs> it's kind of a double standard. You can't keep doing that. Um, but yeah, Carly says, you know, I'm not going to sell down right away. And then she says, quote, we're going to test drive some cars. So she's, she's not looking to find an immediate match the way she did last time with Kirk. DJ Vincent, I'm on his SoundCloud page okay, now. Good, 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 good. He has a 28 minute and three second long song called I Just Came. That's what I've been trying to tell you about. Remember I made that reference earlier when we were talking about DJ Vincent? Check this out. Can this be our opening song? <laughs> I think we, it's 20 minutes long. You just want to leave this running? <laughs> I'm feeling the beat a little bit. Ooh. Goodbye, DJ Vincent. Oh, uh, so just if people want to check that out, what's the name of that song again, Griffin? Uh, that song is called I Just, it's called I Just Came. <laughs> it's got a good beat. Drop that fire, man. Let's go. Oh, drop that fire, man. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, DJ Vincent, for letting us use that sample. I paid $500 for that. Uh, then Grant shows up. Um, Grant is from JoJo's season. Handsome. That jaw. Is he the fireman? He's a fireman, yeah. Yes. Uh, He's got a lot of tattoos, and I didn't know that until he took the his blouse off. His blouse. Uh, Daniel arrives next. Uh, Grant makes the joke when Daniel shows up. He says, quote, hide your wife, hide your belly button. <laughs> so that was good. Why? Wait, why? Daniel was the one that uh, poked, uh, was it Evan's belly oh, button? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if I were Grant, I would say... Um, don't let him cut your hair off while you're asleep, women. <laughs> yeah. Stay woke. 
Uh, and Daniel, like, pretty much immediately starts complaining about the women. Says, there's nothing here I would touch. You know, it's all poodles and Yorkies. Uh, you know, More he loves the... It's... it's, yeah. it's it, Daniel hits it hard, man. Daniel goes hard in this... Um, well, everybody seemed to really love it when Rod was a dick fish. So, like, what Daniel. if what if I juice it? And this happens. This happens every season of Bachelor in Paradise, where somebody rolls up and is like, "Now I'm a bad boy." Well, no, Daniel. I mean, this is kind of not that different. Daniel was kind of a dick during JoJo's season, but he was so clearly overshadowed. I think Daniel represents kind of a classic Bachelorette villain in that he's he's kind of a douche, but what he says is offensive and misguided. But he doesn't seem. He'll never violent. like hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah. This He's, is how this is how villains used to be. But on he, the show. he also has this like complex, like the Scut Farkas Toady complex yeah. of just like hero worshiping the genuine piece of shit, and and then like not really acting on that yeah. that admiration. Uh Sarah shows up. Sarah's from Ben season two. Is yes. that right? She, and she was also on Bachelor in Paradise last season. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's important to mention Sarah has, does not have two complete arms, um, which comes up later. And I just want to mention that It comes that up later. Yeah. Like, it, it, can I say something? The show actually, I think, handles it fairly. I say handles it. Like, it's something that they have to dance around. But, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's this fucking show. Like, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because it's The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like, it's, it's astonishing that this show doesn't. Get yeah, I think she tells us. About I think she tells us in Ben season that it was a birth defect. Yeah, so she's lived with it her whole life. Um, but yeah, it comes up later, so I thought I'd mention it. She's very, very sweet. I was actually super proud of her this episode because she she really stands up for herself. Yeah. and really everybody else in the house when nobody else in the house wanted to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, um, and everybody's talking about Rod, and, and this is another reason that I think that his season hadn't finished airing because Evan is telling us the viewer, like everyone's talking about Rod, uh, guys, he's psychotic. Yeah. Like, everyone's so excited about meeting him. Cause they're all thinking he's going to be entertaining and funny. And Evan's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like this, we should be freaked out about this. There was a, I, I don't want to talk about this kind of stuff to like cover our own asses for being so pro pro rod. Um, when the season started out, but there was a definitive turning point yes. where his behavior went from this guy's very uh, a very entertaining and very good at being a bachelor villain to like this is a dangerous dude and a dangerous type of personality. And maybe maybe it was always that way, but we were blinded by like the the lens of bachelor that we usually like view this stuff through. Mm-hmm. But there was a there was definitely a point. I it. It was certainly by, if not way before, the point where he threatens to murder Aaron Rodgers' brother when the show is over. Like, that's unprecedented and ghoulish. And, and there was certainly stuff that happened before it. But, like, if you didn't know by that point this was not your standard issue shit beard, then... Yeah, I think we trusted the franchise. You know, it's like I said about well, Daniel. that was our first mistake. It's like, we, it's like I said about Daniel. You know, Daniel is kind of the classic Bachelorette villain. Yeah. And that he just is kind of an asshole and he says stupid shit. Um, but they learned. And that's what we thought Chad was. But they, they figured it out. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, everybody. They learned. Uh, the twins arrive. Uh, the guys are very excited about the twins. Um, and Daniel and Emily kind of immediately have a spark. And they go down to the ocean. And they, and they chit-chat. 
and they high five and Haley's back at the shore with the crowd saying, oh, should I help her? Should I save her? They're like, oh, no, she looks okay. And when they high five, Haley says, oh, Emily doesn't like high fives. And I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) It's also very strange. It's a special twin knowledge they have. Um, Uh, And then Izzy arrives. Nobody knows who she is. And it's because she got eliminated night one, Ben's season. Why do you think um, they brought she again, which is very sweet, but like why why do you think they brought her back? Well, remember last season there was that female contestant that led on Joe. And she was also a night one elimination. Yeah. And nobody knew who she was. I think every once in a while they find a very attractive woman that they think looks alone. Samantha was her name. Yeah, Samantha. They think looks alone will will carry her and it usually works. Yeah, sure. Uh so it I wasn't getting a Samantha vibe from is Izzy? Yeah. Okay. So Izzy and Daniel kind of want to get to know each other. Oh, God, this scene made my skeleton <laughs> leave my body. It literally unzipped my skin like a cartoon and ran out of the house. <gasps> they sit down, and immediately, for some reason, Daniel decides, uh, let's talk about how old we are. But before Izzy answers... I'm going to guess her age. So Daniel says... Can we play this out? Just you and me and we'll, we'll play it out. Do you remember the number she said? I'll be Daniel. I, I have them written down. Are you going to be able to keep up? Do you want me to be Izzy and you be Daniel? Because I know the number, but you, did you okay. write down all the numbers that Daniel says? I did. Okay, I'm Izzy. You're Daniel. Uh, ask me okay. how old I am. Uh, Hey, how old are you? 27? 25. Uh, 21? 25. 23? <laughs> 25. <laughs> And he goes over, <laughs> over too. He's like 28, 25, 21, Here's what happened. 25. I know exactly what happened to you. He was drunk as fuck already. Did 20 Jager bombs? No, no, no. Wait, how did you pronounce that? Jager bombs. <laughs> that's, that's been insane. <laughs> uh, are you going to cue it up? I, I need to have it ready. Okay. I need a fucking soundboard. Here's what happened. So he felt Put pretty- him in a straight jacket. <laughs> Daniel felt pretty safe in his guess of 27, and then when she said 25, he realized, oh, no, that could have been insulting. I'm just going to keep saying numbers like I'm playing a game. Oh, yeah. Right? So he's like 27, and she's like 25, and then he's like, oh, shit, how am I going to get out of this one? And so then he starts just saying 25, 21, 23. I'm just saying numbers here. I wasn't over. You don't look older. It was bad, dude. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, and it becomes very clear Izzy realizes, oh, Daniel and I are not a match. <laughs> not a match. We used Are You the One terminology uh, just then. Um, the show used it a couple times. Yeah, they said Boom Boom Room. Which was peculiar. Maybe that was a th- maybe that's like just reality TV show terminology. I guess so. But I, it struck me. It struck me as weird. Is that maybe something people say? Maybe. I mean, there's also a lot of similarities between Are You the One and Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like when you were in college, yeah. you know, and you were looking to find a lady to, uh, you know, get intimate with. Yeah, sure. Uh, did did all your fellas say like, "Hey, you gonna take her to the boom boom room, Griffin"? Um, you're saying like that's what they called my my bedroom. They mostly call my bedroom the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> oh. It was a place of quiet contemplation and self growth. Nobody buys this character. We all know that you're a hound dog. Uh, well, this character's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so um, Lace arrives, uh, Jared arrives, and this is when we find out that the man Jubilee has been waiting for is Jared. Which, like, again, and I hate to, Jared's a very nice dude. 
He's a very nice dude. Yes. But him? Again? <laughs> Every year, Jared is like this hot-ass commodity. Here's my argument. He, but I will say he's also getting, he's getting handsomer. Like Nick, he's getting handsomer. His first season with, who was that, Caitlin? Yes. Yes. He came out in a shirt that said, Love Man. And he was a superhero. And, and he had a very conceit. patchy beard. Very bad beard. The patchiest beard. The patchiest and worst beard. Um, I think Jared is Wells 1.0. I think he is a guy that seemed relatable, that seemed down to earth, that, that seemed kind of not typically bachelorette handsome. Yeah. And America loved him. I think that is Jared. Um, and that is now Wells. Mentioning Wells. Wells is not in this episode, although we know he is coming in in a later episode. We do. Somebody in the live feed, which got up to like a thousand comments today, y'all, it makes my whole life. Um, Griffin left it on during the whole episode. Oh, it was so good. Uh, somebody said Wells slash Carly, and I ship that to the moon and back. Yeah. Holy shit, yes. That'd be wonderful. I wanted to tweet at these real people like, you two date. But that would be weird and a cross crossing on. Well, and we don't know at what point Wells comes in. Carly may have already found a match by the time Wells arrives. I need her to stay mobile until my boy <laughs> rolls in. Uh, and then Rod arrives. They do this whole like dumb treatment of like like the Jurassic Park scene where the T Rex vibrates the glass and like things are falling over and and then they cut to commercial break. Like just they they so horny for it. And then Rod rolls up, and he's again, he's doing this like earnestness thing. And well, it's, it's. And everybody's trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. In fact, Sarah is talking to Carly and saying, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he's like, he's like one of those guys that's like kind of an asshole, but like, yes, stop. is actually funny and, and entertaining. And Carly says, quote, that makes me sad about life. <laughs> yeah. Carly is the only person who is not buying this <laughs> no. shit. Um, it, it, he, he, you can watch, there is a constant, well, no, it's not constant. It is, it stutters, but it's a constant downward trend of his, like, this, this new earnestness that he is trying to be a sweetheart. And I honest to God think somebody said, Rod, come on this show. Yeah. And if you're a real sweetheart and you're a really nice dude, maybe you'll get to be the next Bachelor. Yeah. It reads like that so much. It does. And to that extent, not that this excuses anything this fucking garbage man has done, but the, the, the Rod is absolutely also being exploited by this show. Oh, which for sure. Sh- which should not have had him back in the exactly. first place. Like, it is so... We're, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff vis-a-vis Rod and then, fingers crossed, never again um, in, in, in this episode of Rose Buddies. But, like, it is... It's, it's unfathomable, uh, unfathomable that ABC would have him back on this show and then doubly unfathomable that after what happens on this episode of Bachelor in Paradise, they let him come back and be a part of the Mintel All in a hugely, in a hugely featured segment mm-hmm. of the Mintel All, which is to say like 70 minutes of it. And then he ends up talking again. And then he ends again up talking again at and the pi- finale. pitching his case at the finale, which the only saving grace of that is Chris Harrison's response to him now makes so much more sense now that we've seen mm-hmm. this episode of Bachelor in Paradise where okay. Chris Harrison just kind of grins and says, well, let's see what happens on the show, bud. Yeah, let's get to that. Okay. Okay, so uh, Rod shows up, uh, apologizes to Evan 
Uh, him and Daniel reconnect, and they, they seem genuinely happy to see each other. His apology was very, like, I'm sorry if I offended you type of shit. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like, there was, it was something tearful there were no about bro, it. There were no bro grabs. What are bro grabs? Do you want me to show you? Well, I don't know if that'll work for our listeners. It's like a, it's like a hug, but you do, a, like, a definitive back, back slap, and it's just, like, bro, okay. bro, gra- bro grabs. Okay. Uh, no, there were none of those. <laughs> And we call them grabbies for short. <laughs> That's not really shorter, though. It is. You don't have to make the B sound. Ugh. Every time I make a B sound, like my mouth is like, really? And then it gets tired. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I was dating a woman named Barbara once, and I was just like, I can't. I can't with this. Ben's season must have been hard for you. It was really, really hard, especially when he was dating Bubula. <laughs> I'm glad she got kicked off first episode. You probably don't remember Bubala. How do you spell that? B e u b a l a h h. Two H's. Yeah, it's like a refreshing Bubala. Yeah, he said her name once. Oh, and was Griffin, like, I, I wish can't. we were having a girl. Yeah, me too. Bubala. Bubala. That would be me yelling for her. And then I would say, like, every time I did, I would have to, like, recover. What about when you were angry at her? Bubala. <sighs> Why are you out of breath? Because it's exhausting to make B sounds. That's how we got started on this okay. bit. Okay, sorry. Somehow I lost that. It's because um, we went on that for way too long. Uh, Daniel and Rod talk about the eligibility of the women. Uh, and and Rod is optimistic. He says, hey, like 14 guys here are sixes and all the women are 10. And Daniel, who we know doesn't agree, says, well, I'm going to let the liquor do the driving and turn on booze control. Worked for Billy Joel, so... Oh. <laughs> Come on! That's all I get from that? It's Billy Joel. He's fine. Griffin really likes to make Billy Joel jokes. <laughs> it's a good joke. This is not the first time he's done this for me. Yeah, I mean, Rod kind of ruins it by by making the joke that... They're going to use women as weights. Yeah, that each of them could curl one of the twins. Just two dudes, like, shirtless on a beach, just like, you're looking really good, man. I love your hair right now. I love your hair right now. Mm-hmm. Just enjoying each other's company. There was, like, a good five seconds there. Uh, so, Chris, uh, what, now everybody has arrived that is going to arrive for this week. Uh, so, Chris explains the rules, says, the great thing about this show is there's no prize, there's no million dollars, works best if you just are open to finding love, uh, tells us that the men are in power this week. Uh, and then the rule about the twins, where if one of the sisters gets the rose, then they both get to stay. And we're immediately very disappointed, because, like, that means we have at least one week to spend with Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all explore the house. Evan does a funny little crocodile hunter spoof with Rod's luggage, uh, and finds a meat scale in his luggage almost immediately. <laughs> Which is good. Um, why do you need that, my, my, my Rod? Why do you need one of those? You know, actually, I heard an interview with Wells mm. on the Huffington Post podcast, uh, Here to Make Friends, where uh, Wells said that Rod was always weighing his meat because he was obsessive about his diet. Do you think he heats it up a little bit so he didn't get listeria? I, I would hope so, but I doubt it. I don't hope so. Well, I don't want anyone to, to get, get the diarrhea. serious illness. It's not that serious, is it? I think I thought you just got like diarrhea for a bit and then you're good. Well, I guess, but if you're a pregnant woman, it can really, really. He's not a pregnant woman. He's a rat bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thankful for him not being a pregnant woman. Uh, <laughs> can you 
talk more to the mic. I'm losing you in the waves. Okay. Uh, Jubilee gets the first date card, and everybody knows that she is going to pick Jared, because she has made clear that that is her guy. Emily or Haley is very disappointed in this. It and is, that is Emily. Not, that's really not me being glib. I promise I can't tell. Emily wanted the date with Jared. Okay. Is it okay if I say, like, it's not me making fun of them or, or making a twin joke? Like, I just I just genuinely can't tell if my No, eyes. I mean, they wear the same clothes and they have the same hair. Yeah. It's, they don't give us a lot to go on. At least Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. It's just, like, one of them sporty, one of them is a businesswoman or something. I don't know. Is I that think, true? I think one of them is artistic and one of them skateboards. Have you ever seen a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie? Yeah, Parent Trap? Wait, no, it wasn't called Parent Trap. I think it was called, like, Too Many Parents. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was called Twin Camp. Okay. I think it was called Who? Me? Her? <laughs> I have not seen any have of their films. Seen, they have a movie, and it's called Me or Her? Huh? <laughs> uh, one of them plays Boobala. Um and the other one Bubala. plays Bubala. no one of them plays Bubala oh, see, and the other plays Bubala. Uh huh. It's a great film. I've heard about it. I've never seen it. Which one of us is it? <laughs> it's another good one. See, you, you guys can't see the poses Griffin is making. Very good poses. Add... I hope you heard me just take. Here, let me try. Which one of us is it? <laughs> it was like me, like slapping my legs to lean over. Saw. I think I saw a bit of Billboard Dad though, but it may have just been the part that our friend Bristol's in. Yeah. We're, we're we're friends with celebrities, y'all. Our friend Bristol was a child actor briefly. She, she played Bubilus, the dark twin. Griffin. It's not anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's going to be your new technique to just get yourself out of any bit. That was not even a joke. <laughs> it's not anything. Uh, so. Oh, my God. We're at 42 I'm, minutes. I'm telling you, we dedicate a lot of time to this. Uh, Jared says yes to the date. Um, and then, uh, everybody's starting to drink a lot and, um, Grant at first has something going on with Lace, but then Lace starts to sabotage it with her sense of humor, which, uh, is calling him out immediately and saying, you don't ask about me. You don't ask questions. I just, just so you know, um, you you aren't asking me any questions. And so he tries to kind of play along and asks like a, I don't even remember what he asked you. No. It, it's just like a really kind of a general question you might find on a survey. And she's like, no, I don't ask you broad questions. And then Grant starts to realize, oh, no. Oh, no, this is not good. Oh, no, I'm not ready for this. Uh, and then they take shots, and then all of a sudden, I guess he is ready for it? Well, no. At this point, it seems like Grant backs off a little bit. A little bit. But they definitely, they they their gravitational pulls attract each other later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, but in the interim, this is when Rod and Lace tangle. Yeah. They start to tangle, and they keep tangling for several hours. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's fascinated with it. And it's so irresponsible. And again, I can only hope it's because they hadn't seen the whole season or else they would recognize it. Like some of this stuff is like first, warning sign. At first, it's kind of playful and uh, that she's kind of dishing it out as much as he is. Uh, so he'd say something kind of offensive and you'd be like, oh, that's gross. And then she would kind of like punch him and, and call him on it. There were definitely a few moments where like Lace would get the the upper hand on him and some mm-hmm. of these like i guess kind of playful things but they were also like 
things get very bad for Rod in this episode, which is to say he gets scary and dangerous. And now looking back, like none of that shit should have been happening. There's like one part where like they're kind of play fighting and he like grabs her by the waist and like shakes her in, in this hot tub they're in like pretty violently. And like, I got, it is hard for me to imagine there were people who were watching this, this particularly like, anxiety causing part of the show and enjoying it fucking at all because i was legit on like pins pins and needles like well, very very nervous thing. waiting for the shoe to drop here's the thing yeah we felt that way and evan felt that way and eventually the other contestants did but you got to remember they don't know this rod they they know the rod who's kind of trouble oh i wasn't talking about like the spectators who were like sitting oh back you're talking about the audience I'm talking about, like people yeah. watching it at 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 home the people who are like fucking cheering him on in the in the after the final rose thing like this shit that shit was legit scary it was mm-hmm. not it was it was it made me very very anxious to watch it and um yeah it's god and again abc how can you have shit like that in your episode and then give this dude like the the funny music treatment well, over the closing credits at first they kind of set it up like they're like Rod and Lace are like this archetype of the couple that fights all the time and their fights are passionate and it's just how they interact. It's like this kind of Andy Cap situation. Yeah, except Andy Cap, that was not the ideal. Like, I know. It's, it was. Carly has a were funny you line. Pull the Lockhorns? I don't know that. It was Andy Cap, oh. especially. Maybe I was pulling the lock horns. Although Andy Cap, I feel like, didn't have a good relationship They definitely either. had tr- some troubles in their marriage. <laughs> Don't even get me started about family circus. You know what was a real circus? The tightrope act that these these married people had to do to just keep this well, thing that together was because with both of, arms. that was because of Billy. That was because of Billy, and he knows what he did. Dolly, don't even get me started. Um. Jeffy is a criminal. <laughs> um. It's pronounced spaghetti. <laughs> So Carly, Carly's kind of like, wait, am I crazy? Is that what love is? Am I doing it wrong? And they're no, like, Carly, it's not. I wanted to reach in and say, no, Carly, it's not. And Vinny and Izzy are in the pool with uh, Rod and Lace while they're kind of going at it. They're kind of making out and they're they're watching it. And, and Vinny is, is just like calling them tropical storms and saying, you know. This is this is bound to go bad. It just kind of continues to escalate, and then we cut to Jubilee and Jared on their pinata date. Um, it's very pretty and fun, and there's a lot of pinatas. They talk a lot about Lord of the Rings, except they call Aragorn Aragon the whole time, and it's like, no, that was a, that came out shortly after. There was a movie about a big dragon called Aragon that had a, a fantasy twist, but uh, you're, you're thinking of Aragorn or Strider. Um, what I enjoyed because we always have the closed caption on while we're watching in case yeah. we miss anything, and they spelled it correctly in, in the captioning. So some nerdy closed captioner was like, mm, "Actually, <laughs> I mean, uh, I was I was also that nerdy closed captioner, so I can't throw shade." Although, holy shit, I really, I really, I don't want to shit on this because it was fucking amazing that these bachelor bachelorette contestants were talking about the Fellowship of the Ring uh, in in such detail. It, it yeah, Jubilee me. had heard that Jared was kind of nerdy and was eager to break out her nerdy credentials. Uh, and then a clown appears. This clown, y'all. I'm not like one of these like hot topic clowns are scary, isn't that funny type of people. This clown was a fucking living nightmare. 
Yeah, the clown intentionally kind of sneaks up and Jubilee screams. And then she tells us, I've been to war and back. And (laughs) and I'm screaming about this clown. There's so, uh, so good. But yeah, no real sparks from what I I could tell. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. I mean, I know the Jubilee's into it. Poor Jared. He just, know. you know, he keeps... I don't I don't think it's going to... I don't think we have another Ashley I situation on our hands, although we will when Ashley I literally... Hopefully, hopefully Jubilee up. realizes that wasn't chemistry. Yeah. That was just two people that should be friends. Yeah, because I don't want Jubes to get kicked off because she doesn't find a, a good match, you know? Uh, so then we cut back to Lace and Rod. Um, there's a point when it has escalated so much that even Lace starts to get kind of freaked out. And everybody starts to be like, oh, this guy's a douchebag. He calls her the B word like a, a, a lot. lot. And then maybe. And then, and then there's like one time where in, he uses I wonder some other if, words. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if he. I saw people gets trying worse. to figure out like what they were bleeping. And it's like, does it matter, gang? I know, it's true. Um, but apparently he says one thing once. And apparently like that, was, that was the time yeah. where Lace is just like, okay, nope, we're done. We're done. And Lace is. Um, Lace is uh, pretty drunk at this point. Chad is also very, very drunk at this point. Although, at this point, Lace wants to be left alone, and Chad is all horned up, because they've been, like, smooching. They went to a, yeah. a bed, and Lace just, like, walked away from the bed at, at a certain did point. Did you say his name? Fuck, did I? I don't know. I think I did. Yeah, I think oh, so, We'll too. have to go back, but I think I said it once or twice. I think you maybe said it once. Anyway. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll add it up afterwards, group. but yeah. we're at either twenty or forty dollars. Enjoy safe place. <laughs> um, yeah. So Carly says this has got to be the shortest relationship in Bachelor history because it was all of two hours. Uh, but Lace is ready to to cut her ties with Rod. Um, and Rod, yeah, it's like you said. Rod kind of thinks like, oh, are we still being playful? Is this still how we're being with each he's other? He's confused because he's a dummy, and everybody's still watching, fascinated. I think one of the twins actually, or Amanda, comments uh, on how long Lace's legs are. Which, I just, which was weird. It was weirdly weird. inappropriate. <laughs> it was weird, but it just kind of showed like they've made themselves a spectacle and everybody is just wrapped following this story. So there's like a weird period where they just kind of sit down next to each other and are very quiet. And then Lace stands up and walks away. And then like it just it just pops off. Um, yeah, Daniel steps in and tries to reconnect with Chad. Uh, and that doesn't go well. We we see some of the like physical violence that Chad does in the like you said the, his name again. Son of a shit. Sorry, right, it's good cause. Was that one or two more times? I, I think it was one. Let's say it's a. I think we're at three. Well, let's put the difference. I'll have to go. Well, back. you'll see when you edit. This, this. is going to get expensive. We should not have done twenty dollars. Well, hopefully he's not on the show much longer. Okay, uh, Rod. Uh, we see some of the physical violence that like Rod was doing of just like slapping uh, Daniel's Daniel. hand. I'm so careful with the names <laughs> now. now. Slaps Daniel's hand away and like tries to swing at him again. And at this point, Daniel says like I'll I I you know don't swing at me. I'll put your ass on the ground. You're my friend, but I'll. I, I've hit my friends before. Like, Daniel tells us the audience that Rod becomes a quote crazy drunk poet. <laughs> it's just again, like we're talking about an asshole, and we should not enjoy this as much as we do. But both of them are 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 definite d bags. But that's that in and of itself is kind of amazing. Daniel, he just he he is he is not um, the the most intellectual person. 
Uh, but he works very hard to come up with the right comparison. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. And he falls him. so short is mm-hmm. the amazing thing. He tells Rod, he says, you know, right now you've kind of alienated yourself and you have as much chance of making out with the turtle as any of the other women and this here. this is what sets Rod off. Oh, and, and, yeah. And, and then Rod starts to come at him. And before this, there was a horrible, horrible sequence where Rod is laying on like a pillow, obviously pretty drunk. Oh yeah. Um, in a big group of people. I don't know if you have notes on this because I'm not sure what the exact like exchange was or the ex- exact sequence. Of I, I do. Yeah. But this is this is where people start to say like, all right, I'm fucking done. And I think like Carly says something like, "You're you're done here, Rod. You need to you need to cool it and and walk away and go drink some water." And Emily, uh, not Emily, Sarah says like, "I'm I'm I will leave the show if this guy does not leave the show." This guy's an asshole. You need to leave. Everybody here is uncomfortable with you being around. And this is where Rod um, d- disparages her because she has one arm. And yeah, makes a comment. Makes makes a couple comments and then says that um, she is uh, sucking a f- fame dick or something like that. And says that so many times. Says it so very many times. And it's a it is a grotesque thing to say. Yeah. So Sarah kind of everybody's sitting there uncomfortable, and Sarah says says something about Rod. Just kind of is just like, you know, I can't believe that you're saying these things to women and about women, and it's really disrespectful. And Carly claps like applauds Sarah, and I think at that point Rod just kind of snaps. But when he said it was, it wasn't until he says. The thing about the fame dick, which is a, just sort well, of well, and he that that I is mean, what, do we want to say what he said to Sarah? I don't. I don't even know what it was he said. He says f that one arm b word. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Come on, ABC. Really, dogs. Everybody was. Everybody on the beach just realized. Everybody's just like. Yeah, this is that's it. And then Rod goes to the beach and passes out, uh, and we get to see a crab kind of walk on and around him. That was pretty good. And but, and, and and maybe he's snoring, maybe he isn't. I don't know. It, it there is a scene that suggests he is snoring very loudly. Again, I don't know how you watch this as a television show and go, "Oh, that's Rod." Ooh, he's such a card. I, he's really speaking truth, and you know he's got some great points. And I love watching him cause mayhem. The things he said are fucking nightmarish. They're over the top. It's not even fake villain shit. It's like sometimes it really feels like we're doing a podcast about Donald Trump. Because sometimes I listen to the words that you're saying. And I think... Yeah, okay, that's fair. Well, about half of our country continues to support somebody that says nightmarish stuff. This this was unlike anything I'd ever seen on the show before. And, like, if... if well, and clearly Rod um, has has uh, an issue with alcoholism. I mean, I know that that doesn't give him an excuse to be a nightmare. Uh, but his very scary, violent, despicable behavior gets to its peak levels when he is trashed. And yeah, he and was it, trashed. Again, to reference that curve, that, that downward trend, there's an upward trend that aligns with that, which is his blood alcohol content. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. And a, a lot of people talked about it on the show, um, before and after all this stuff happened, a lot of people are talking about it in the group about how his, his mom died. And it's like, that's... 
I get I get how that goofs you up. But like speaking of somebody, my mom passed away when I was in in high school, about to become a freshman in college, and like it's not it's not how it manif that's not how it mm-hmm. manifests for everybody. And, and Nick that's says a, that's as a, much a, too. That's a shit excuse. Nick says I have friends whose parents have passed away. It's like that's a shit excuse. Yeah. Like uh, it, it definitely is the type of thing that will change your life and like have a huge behavioral impact on you. But it's not a like carte blanche excuse for well that's why he's being an asshole no there's many things that you can become after something like that happens like very sad is one of the things that you can become like yeah it it doesn't throw you into a violent rage there's no doubting that rod is starting from a place of general asshole yeah uh and then it is just escalated by alcohol so the next morning um he's kind of in the room for a while uh obviously pretty hungover and then he appears and tries to act like it's a big funny thing, seems to have very little memory of what happened the night before. And then Chris Harrison from up the hill yells, come up into the Rose Palapa. Which is good. <laughs> um, we should also mention that some of the contestants claim that he shits his pants. <laughs> yeah. And we get a great, I need a, I need a gif of this like yesterday of Nick walking through the bushes seeing Chad literally passed out on the floor, which, hey, um, Bachelor in Paradise, like, uh, 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 nurse, nursing crew, are you guys okay? Because one of the dudes, like, blacked out on and fell asleep on the ground next to a big body of water, and you, you just well, kind of let him lay there. No, here's like. the thing. This is, I'm wondering, so Chris Harrison confronts the Rod issue head on, and he references that Rod was rude to the staff and um, and belligerent. And it makes me think that maybe that happened off camera. After, yeah. Where the staff tried to get him up and into his room, and Rod was awful to them or during that time. Rod was awful to ev- everybody. It was... It yeah, was... Chris Harrison basically says that that, you know, you have been awful to everybody on this island uh and i'm gonna have to ask you to leave he says this is supposed to be paradise and it ain't yeah and you made it you you made it a living hell you put up a parking lot (laughs) that's really good thanks babe it's i have to work pretty hard for for those giggles but it's Mm -hmm. worth it uh and so at first, Rod thinks it's lace, like turns to lace. like, And that says so much about Rod, doesn't it? It says a couple things. First, my first thought was that the last thing he can remember happening is his confrontation with lace. Or, or, or uh, scarier still, his like good times with lace, the pool times. Mm-hmm. I say good times, like they were probably good good for him. I don't. I, I don't know at what point the, the, the VHS tape in his mind sort of uh, staticked out. Uh, but I think there's something to that. But I also think it's like says something about him that he lays the blame of all of this stuff at Lace's feet when like it was probably actually the horrible shit you said to Sarah and the fact that you took a swing at Daniel. Like you did mm-hmm. so many things to so many people and apparently a lot of stuff off camera of you like verbally assaulting hotel staff, which why they didn't show that on the TV show, I don't understand. Not that I like was so horny to see it, but like it. It it paints this a picture that I'm sure was pretty, I you know true true to life. Well, I think they had enough on Rod. They didn't need to build yeah. a whole legal case against him. Um, and Rod says, "Well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to keep sitting here." At which point, Dad just kind of like stands there and <laughs> looks him down. I, I I I will say, 
instantly I hooped and hollered and I stood up because like I was very excited and then cooler heads kind of prevail and I thought like well it's exploitative and shitty and horrible that he was here in the first place yeah exactly like it's great that they asked him to leave it shows it shows some real decision making on their part but the fact that he was there and they created this situation like that doesn't exactly leave them with clean hands no i mean it leaves them with dirty ass hands like you don't get to like make all this shit and then after the shit has happened and been very very bad swoop swoop in there like a hero for a problem that you actually created Uh, my my only excitement came from the fact that we've been watching this show a while now and we know what it's capable of. Although I will argue some of the, some of the rod stuff has been some of the lowest shit it's ever done. Um, and so with this show, not as horrible as I thought you were going to be bachelor in paradise is about as good as it gets. Like you didn't do the bad thing for as long as I thought you were going to do the bad thing. Which is which is about all I can ask of you, television show. So at at Rod's exit, uh, he takes a few last digs at Chris Harrison, because um, Chris Harrison's trying to get him off the property, and and Rod is is kind of like you know you don't even care you don't even see what goes on you just drink your mimosas with your robe like a hundred miles away from where we are you know don't pretend like you know what's going on. Uh, and Chris Harrison's like, how is this helping? This isn't helping. I will, I will say fair point, though. And I mean, then- <laughs> to, it's it's weird that nobody's commented on Chris Harrison's absence in the show uh, universe up to this point. And then it's in his dying, his his death rattle, it's Rod. And then, uh, and then Rod says, uh, fuck you, Chris Harrison, which for me, I mean, you know. You're, da- you, you're dead after yeah, that. Yeah, you don't say that to dad. Uh, and so we think, yay, Rod's leaving. At this, at this point... After we've, you know, got, I got psyched out of my mind that Chris Harrison kicked him out. And then I thought, like, well, the show shouldn't have had him on. I was still at, like, a net positive for this episode and as a whole this season of Bachelor Because we Paradise. love Paradise. This is something. Paradise is good. And I, I, all this This horrible, is something I look forward to because it is usually just such a delight. It's like all of your ships, all the shipping you do in your mind. It all ha- like, all these characters that are interacting that have no reason to be. It's like Marvel versus DC. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really, really great. And the interactions are almost universally entertaining, and it's so tongue-in-cheek and self-referential, and, like, it takes itself down on a lot of things. Yeah, it has a sense of humor about itself. And also, there's, like, more genuine romance that happens in this show than the past two seasons of whatever preceded it combined. Um and so, like, and and I think that there was, I think there was, like, a lot of just buckwild stuff. Not the Rod stuff. Like, the, that was all universally very bad. But the interactions that happen between the people, which is another good reason that, like, I really hope Rod is gone. Mainly, it's that he's a harmful, abusive, bad person that we should not be celebrating in our culture. Um, but also because that dude is a fucking black hole for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw it in, the, in, in JoJo's season The Bachelorette. We learned more about him than the winners of the show. Um, and there's so many other interactions that are going to happen. Like, it's not going to get boring now that Rod is gone. If anything, I think it's going to get more entertaining and less anxiety inducing. Cause the people on the show, some wild and crazy shit is going to happen between them. So much like his exit from Jojo's season where it appears that he's gone and they tease the following week. Uh, they do the same thing with paradise and suggest that Rod reappears next episode and causes a ruckus. Yeah, you see Which, him just like running, running through the the set, just like there's a suggestion stuff that Evan gets injured and that it's probably Rod's fault. All of this seems like it 
is kind of built up to be bigger than it will actually be. If it's not him in like the first three minutes before the opening title and that's it, like if they if they don't kick this fucking dude off the show, I'm going to stop watching it. I think they definitely do. I'm curious how long they let him stick around for this next episode. Because we don't, I, I think, I don't think they let him stay on because otherwise we would have gotten a lot more in the, in the like coming this season on Bachelor in Paradise with, with him in it, which they don't like, they super don't. Um, it's hard to feel good about dad swinging in and solving this problem that, that ABC has made for themselves. Uh-huh. And then in end it with a, a trailer for next week's episode showing yeah. rod he's back he's back and he's causing more shenanigans you gonna tune in for that one and then allowing rod to do like a bunch of essentially wedding crashers quotes over the closing credits oh is that what that was no but i mean basically yes oh, okay it's this whole thing is exhausting it's completely exhausting because they keep jerking us around. They say like, "Oh, we we are going to ask him to leave because his behavior has just gone too far." Next week on Bachelor in Paradise, Rod's back. And, I'm like, and, what? <laughs> what? I don't. I I I would give them the benefit of the doubt and say that there are some folks involved in the production of this show and at ABC. Maybe Dad. I don't know. We can hope, can't we? that recognize that this dude is an outlier is a good way of thinking about it like he's not just like a bad bad villain Ooh, he's good at being a villain like Mm -hmm. a tv show character villain i think there's people that that recognize that rod's more more than that and the thing that he is more than that is harmful and shouldn't be celebrated and shouldn't be on and dangerous like not just to others but to himself absolutely yeah for sure um i don't i don't want to talk about rod anymore but well let me to finish my point okay I think the problem is that there are people at at ABC and involved in the production of the show who don't realize that and just think he's, like, the best villain they've ever had. Yeah. And that's why they are, like, juicing it to the max. And Unreal may be coloring our perception of that, too, a little. I No, I mean, that has to be how it works. Like, even, even if Unreal didn't exist, we would recognize that, like, the creators of this show want drama and they uh-huh. want characters and they want you know nasty nastiness and here's a person who's doing it and if you look at it and just say like that's exactly the character i wanted then you're gonna put him in the show and celebrate in the way that abc has but it got it only takes a single step back to realize like oh this isn't just like a character in a tv show this is like a real harmful dude i'm excited he won't be on the show anymore because i i I was yeah I, it, it would taint the whole thing I've genuinely it tainted in that like the show wouldn't be as enjoyable but also like I have started to reach a point where I am morally like on the fence about doing this whole fucking thing like doing this podcast mm-hmm. and covering this show which the the messages it is espousing is like they don't even realize what they're doing I hope they don't realize what they're doing but man it fucking sucks well yeah and the format of our show is such that we recap episodes and so we're forced to talk about this guy that we don't like talking about so i i am hoping he is on his way out asap and we can't pretend like what we say and the fact that we're doing this podcast doesn't influence how and how many people watch the show because we have lots of people who have said i started watching this show because of you Mm -hmm. and it makes me as a human being feel bad that i'm like come watch this show that is is throwing a parade for this abusive jag anyway i really hope he's gone and i hope that this season is just a just a a clean summer breeze from now on 
Uh, so we find out at the end of this episode that they will be doing, as we mentioned at the beginning of Rose Buddies, uh, Monday and Tuesday night, Bachelor in Paradise, which means this whole season's probably going to burn out pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe like a month, I think, maybe all they, they have in the chamber. I don't know. So if that's the case, uh, then our podcast will go up on Wednesday mornings. Thanks for changing the entire schedule of our podcast ABC, yeah, you've done, you've done we, it again. We, we try and make a professional schedule that we stick to, and this really kind of th- threw us for a loop a little bit. We also find out the next man coming to the house, I'm guessing to replace Rod, is Josh, who was the winner of Andy's, of season. Andy's season, which is like, you don't see that much. That, that was what Ed was. Do you remember oh, Ed uh, we, from Bachelor Pad? I didn't know that. Yeah, he won Jillian's season. Interesting. And they split, and so, then he came back for Bachelor Pad. So Josh won Andy's season of The Bachelor, yes. at, and it didn't last super long. No, so Andy released a whole book uh, after... She did? Yeah. I didn't know that. After her experience with Juan Pablo, she released a book called It's Not Okay, and she talks about her relationship with Josh and how Josh was um, emotionally abusive towards her. So fucking great! Another another A plus gentleman in paradise. Want to pick up ABC, hold them upside down by their ankles, and just shake them? There are a lot of just... good guys in the franchise. There are, yeah. What what about Michael Gagliglo? Michael, Michael, you know, Michael, you know, Michael. Stagliano? Michael Stagliano. He's a, he's a good bean. One of the Staglianos is married. I think maybe the other one is two now. He's two years old? No. He's also married. They're both married. Beans. <laughs> but we got Wells, we got Jared. Evan seems like a decent guy. They're all going to be there. I know. With a, maybe we just focus on them. Just get your shit together, ABC. More, too many people are watching this show now for you to get worse. You're getting worse. You're getting worse about being shit, like garbage. You're getting tr- like worse about being trash. Rain it in, buds. Rachel, you look exhausted. I'm exhausted, too. Uh, I'm just so tired about talking... About real fart balloons. Just just a lot of rat bags and piss kids. Mostly rat bags, though. I could talk about piss kids. At at this point, I would take a piss kid. (laughs) No. Give me an island full of piss kids, and I'll call that paradise. Piss kid island. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. Sorry. Thank you, thank you, and sorry, it's just, it's just. We truly, hey guys, we truly love Bachelor in Paradise. I have confidence they'll turn it around and you all have a really good time. Yeah, understand, it's a weird position for us to be in, in that we do love this franchise very, very much, um, and we want it to be better, and I don't want us to, like, shy away from criticizing the things that happen in it that are just rotten, um, because I think even now we're being kind of soft on it, but whatever. Well, because we're, we're trying to make a funny show for people to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, I don't want It's this, hard to be funny I about rat this, bags. I don't want this downward trend in the rat bag city to, like, continue. I think it's fine to have, like... Okay, anyway. Anyway. Thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. Um, please tell a friend about the show. Um, join Th- the Facebook thanks group. Thanks for lighting up the Facebook group. It's it's truly a treat. Yeah, it's good times. Um, and if you could review us on iTunes, we appreciate it. And we love you very, very much. And <laughs> um, We'll see you next Wednesday. 
I'm Rachel McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right,